You're listening to Miss City Podcast, hosted by Lena and Daniela of Mystic Home. We created this podcast to share our passion of empowering people. We want to encourage you to find and connect with your own abilities and inner strength. Our aim is to help you breach the gap of being human and connect with your spiritual self. And by sharing our own experiences and reflections, we open up the conversation for mystical ideas and how to integrate them in our human lives. Hi guys, welcome back to Mystic Podcast. Welcome back. Here we are. Yes, we are. And we're also here with a guest today. And I'm going to give you the honors of Daniela and introduce our first guest in our pod. Yeah, this is exciting. It is our first guest. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm really excited because um, I met Sophia through a friend of ours. And I really liked her energy and her work. So I was um, just called to to talk to her and to ask her if she was you know, open to be in the pot. And I was really happy when she said she was. So Sophia Araya, did I pronounce that right? Yes, that's perfect. Great. Um, Sophia is a spiritual coach and spiritual and life coach and also an energy healer. And I'm really excited to, to bring her into the pot and to have her share a little bit of her story and how she, she works because she does wonderful. I had a, a session with her not too long ago and I, I had such a great experience. So Sophia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be the first guest. I didn't know that. So fun. <laughs> yeah, like not pressure at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but we haven't met ever, not in person or online. So I'm very excited to get to know you a little bit better. So I know you are in LA right now. So we're here in Sweden and it's evening time and must be morning for you right yes it's 10 a.m yeah. over here starting the day <laughs> okay. I need the sun in her face and yeah. I'm just so jealous yeah um but so you live in LA but is that where you're from or what's your cultural background and can you tell us a little bit about your your personal story yes so I grew up in Chile and I actually lived in LA for two years when I was eight to ten years old and mm. I always always wanted to come back it just felt like home and it always felt like like I remember kind of my childhood if it was like half here and half there even though it was two years it was the most wonderful experience when I went back home to Chile I never I never got used to it which sounds very very anti-patriotic I don't know how you say it but like anti my country but it's not, it's not that. It was just like, I felt at home, you know, when you feel like you found mm-hmm. your place and then it's just, I don't know, just, I never got used to it. And I always dreamt of coming back here and it happened. So sometimes I'm like on the street and I'm like, how does this even, because I didn't have a visa. I didn't have, you know, money to come study here, live here, whatever. Then I met my husband. He's in the, he's, he's Chilean American and he's in the film industry and he wanted to come here and we ended up moving together so it's Uh just how the universe works it's so crazy so he was the one that brought you back yeah okay together because he he grew up here until he was like eight years old so i don't know it's just funny how the world works but yeah i grew up in chile and you know traditional latin background (laughs) 
Wonderful. I can relate to that. Yeah, I was going to say, very (laughs) much connected, the two of you. So Sophia, how did you, how did you came about with your, um, your spiritual gifts and working with energies and doing all this mystical work that you do now? Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yes. So I'm an intuitive healer, right? I am an Akashic Records reader. I'm a Reiki practitioner. And then I'm an interior designer, (laughs) which is kind of like, you know, that that's my by trade. Um, But then I started incorporating energy healing and Akashic Records and space clearing into interior design. And what, what really happened was my mom was always into Reiki. She was always into, she had Tarot cards and like they would do like these little gatherings in the living room when I was little. And this is going to sound weird, but I grew up in a, one of the homes we lived in was haunted, but like for real haunted. We had to actually move out of it because it was so haunted. And that was like a normal part of like, I never saw anything, but hearing it around me, I always, you know, it was always like such a normal part of life. And that was like when I was little. But then when I was 12 years old, I woke up one night and I saw this like girl uh, combing her hair in my dresser. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, and she didn't look like old. She looked like a friend of mine, but she was wearing my clothing. So I was like, what is even, I always thought I was dreaming because I was like, you know, this can't be, like, I can't be seeing somebody. So I always thought I was like dreaming and I got so, so scared. And I remember running to my parents' uh, bedroom and I, as I was running, she would kind of pop up in front of me. Like she would beat me to it. I couldn't like run away from her. So I went in my parents' uh, bed and I just scooted in, like, you know, covered my, my head and. I started sleeping there. So my parents eventually, because I started waking up every day, five minutes, like five minutes on the clock after I went to sleep, I would wake up, the light would be on after I turned it off. And then I would feel this anxiety, like so scared, so scared. And my parents didn't really, even though my mom was really into this, she didn't really understand or, or even you know, I didn't even know. I thought I had a, a nightmare. I didn't know by then that it was an actual ghost or whatever you want to call it, you know. But then I um, I spent like that six months and they took me to like a psychiatrist and all these things because I couldn't sleep. And now I just think of, oh, if I had just known what that this was like a gift of mine that I could actually talk to this girl and be like, Hey, what do you need? Like, let's, let's get you moving. You know, <laughs> let's get you out of here. <laughs> yeah. I wow. really think about it. So it's like, that was like my first real, I would say experience with it. And, and then I just, I always thought my mom was a little like Reiki was like, so out there for me. She was like, Oh, your stomach hurts. I'm just going to put my hands over you. Um, so I was like, I just, you know, no, like I want the real deal, you know, when I was little. And now when I moved here, started meditating, my, my teacher, she was like, well, you know what? I just really uh, think that Reiki could help you open up. So, so I just did it because of that, not because I wanted to do Reiki. And then it did. Like when I got my attunement, I saw the lady that was next to me. I saw her grandmother. She was like pointing stuff at me and talking to me. And that's when it really, for me, that's when it really started with the Reiki. And then I just started, you know, going into these different practices and really owning it and trusting myself, which I think it's the most important thing. And, and trusting 
my guides and my my intuition um, that was telling me I needed to go into this into this work. So it just ended up happening like that, I guess. I always say like I sometimes feel like kind of like a nun because I never used to understand like you know how like they say like I have I had a calling so they leave their life behind and you know go be in and I never understood that I was like why would you like miss out on life and I feel like now I kind mm -hmm. of do because I've gone in my own calling in a way and I I whenever I say this like I feel like my spirit guides don't like it but it's like I feel like I have like I don't have a choice I know I do mm -hmm. but it's like it it feels like so much part of me that it feels like I don't have a choice you know it's just has it ever whatever has there ever been so that your your gifts have become like a burden to you or like challenged um, throughout your life to to earn them and embrace them? Um, you know what? I feel like I've been really lucky. I went back home for the first time in two and a half years because I was getting my green card. And it's like since I went through these pro this process, you know, so I went back and like my grandmother's like 96 years old and they're all like very traditional. So I was like, she's like, they're never gonna get what I do and how am I gonna explain? And they see me all over Instagram. That one, one of my cousins was like, oh, you're a YouTuber now. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I'm on Instagram, I guess. So <laughs> but they didn't really know what I did. So I had to really explain and tell people and they were all super supportive and they all started getting out their own stories, which I love, you know, cause it's like, we've all had them like every time I talk to somebody even if they don't believe they're like well yeah you know there was this once when I woke up and there was somebody staring at me and I'm like <laughs> like but they you know we're taught not to believe in that but most people have had at least like one experience I would say with that I think that is very interesting that you say that because it's the same for me like I was so scared also to go back to to my country like to go back to Colombia and talk about it and I'm like how am I going to explain to people that I can now read and see in all these things? Like they're going to think that I'm insane and then connect it back to, you guys know, I talked before about my aunt and how my family thought she was crazy. Um, so then I was like, I'm going to be crazy now. And the funny thing is, is that it's been so well received. I believe that our healing and our understanding and ownership of our par powers or of our gifts gives them so much permission like when we have a grounded practice and when we like you said if I knew if I could just talk to that girl and tell her hey listen what do you need so you can keep on going like when we have ownership and we really know what we're doing we allow for other people to be safe and explore these things that they're taught not to believe in but in a safe environment so like you said I mean everybody's like oh yeah I mean I'm a little curious and like I've, I've said this or I, I've I've seen this or I've experienced this. So it's really interesting how I believe when people say, when you heal, you heal the world. And it's so true. It's like what you do with other, like what you do with yourself goes out, goes out and, and, and affects other people. So yeah. thanks for saying that. Definitely does. Mm. And so for you, as you... I mean, Lena, do you have a question? No, I was just going to say, it's so funny because right before we started this podcast, we started talking about, you know, all of these doubts and having these doubts. But when you start accepting things, things will come. And the more you talk about it, the more people are coming into your life that are the same or feel the same way. And I think I really feel a shift now 
all over, like in the community and also like reading things online or connecting with other people that there is a shift and much more acceptance within, it's not this woo-woo anymore. It's, it's broader than that. I, I think, think it's, it's needed. It's being like, I'm mystified. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of things. Um, so, but you also, you, you work with Akashic Records and we, Lean and I have talked about a little bit of Akashic Records. I've gotten into my Akashic Records on my own um, and had a little bit of an experience there. And I also had a session with you, which was very powerful, funny, and very true. <laughs> um, we had a yeah. session yesterday and the woman, she said like, oh, I didn't know this was going to be so fun. Like I thought it was going to be a lot more serious. And I thought that was so funny. And it's so funny that you mentioned that because I do think that the records is like, it's really funny and I'm a really, I'm like, I feel like I'm a really funny person, like in the way I, I do things. So I sometimes people are talking in the records about something really serious and the way they show me stuff is really funny to me because I'm still like, oh, I'm seeing like this metaphor. So I start laughing and thank God they like it. But I don't realize that that's not, you know, like what you're, you expect of it, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good thing. I think the way of like unmystifying these things also is just to bring a little bit of fun and a little bit of like easiness and, and flow to, to things like this. Mm-hmm. So, but can you tell us about how was your, how did you get connected to the Akashic Records? Tell us what you think about the Akashic Records and, and how it's been working with it and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so I was doing my intuitive healing certificate and we had this one, one of the classes that we had was about the Akashic Records. and. I really, I, it felt like something I wanted to know more, but about, but in the, the way we did it, I didn't really connect to it. So I was like, there has to be somewhere else, something else. And they said like, you can never see your own records in this class. And I was like, like, I don't know, like something in me just didn't like click with that. So, and then my aunt this is weird my aunt went to this tarot card lady and she said one of your daughters she said that one of your daughters has this akashic records talent and i was like okay like i'm not her daughter but we have a really close connection and then it kept showing up like that so anywhere i went um the teachers like changed the at the meditation studio changed schedules and it happened to be there the same day i was there with the akashic records and the akashic records so I finally asked him, I was like, hey, who did you get certified with? And he said, this woman. And I looked her up and it just felt, you know, when you feel like there's, it's something that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And it was the weekend right after the advanced intuitive healing started. So I was like, should I do one? Should I do both? And I, I went to the advanced intuitive healing and it didn't feel good at all. Like it it didn't feel like the first round. It was like weird. Like I wasn't supposed to be there. And then that weekend I had the Akashic records. And as soon as I went in my Akashic records, I was like, this is home. I got so much more information than I ever received before. I, I'm not that clairvoyant or I wasn't like, I'm more now in the records. It's easier for me, but I kept seeing like words being formed visually. Um, I could read it so they were saying that that was the way I would know that I, what I was receiving was true and it was just this whole like the when I went there I was like okay like this is where I'm supposed to be so I actually quit the advanced intuitive healing because 
it felt like I had to really dive in the Akashic Records. And that's what I did. And I've been doing sessions like every week, almost every week. They had me quit for like two weeks because I'm a workaholic. <laughs> but besides that, I've been doing sessions every week and it's been amazing. And I just, I just love it. It's just so fun. <laughs> Very cool. It's interesting because we talk a lot about that, that you have to find your own tools. Like everyone has the power to, you know, dive within and get messages and answers, but you just have to find your way. So it's very cool hearing you say that you went to this advanced training and, you know, many people would think, okay, that's the next step. But just feeling that, that maybe this is not for me, but there is something else. So I think that gives people a lot of hope that there's not just one way and just find your own way. And it always evolves. It always evolves for me. Every time it's like something different comes in and it's like, okay, like that's, I know that's going to be the next step and, you know, different certifications. So now I'm getting the third certification, the Akashic Records. Some people get them all together. But for me, it's like, I was in the shower and I'm like, okay, it's time for the third one. Like I have my my intuition keeps telling me kind of where I should be heading or going. And sometimes I do more Reiki and less. And also it's important that everyone's so different in the way that we practice our gifts. So I was uh, talking to another girl about this, but Daniela, her first, the session you did is very similar to the first session I do. And it's just so different, you know, like everybody, our sessions were so different saying like maybe in paper they're so similar because there's a channeled message you know and then like the, the energy healing but it's like it's always every practitioner is going to be different and the the way that they mix their practices is always going to be different so I feel like that's so interesting especially because all my friends are in the circle so when you get to like do traits and practice and do that you start learning so much about how what everybody can bring to a certain practice and what I'm interested about, and I really don't know this, but I, I remember you mentioned it, that you bring that into interior design. How do you combine, yeah. like, I mean, I, I guess it would be really, like, logical to bring energies into interior design, but can you, can you talk a little bit about how you, how you bridge those gaps? Yeah, so, so I've always loved interior design. It's been in me since I was very little, and um i worked in chile and i worked here worked for a company and the woman i worked for here she was she was so nice so she was so um like connected she she has a big connection she she doesn't really do anything about it but she has a big connection so i always like felt like people kind of opened up to her in a way and i always wanted to know more i was always there in the meetings and stuff and i remember this this particular client and she she had like we just remodeled we redid what she had so like we changed the desk for a new desk we changed the 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 bed for a new bed but the problem i kept seeing was so much bigger than that but i couldn't say it because i was i was you know working for somebody else so you can't really just go in and say well you have a personal problem <laughs> especially when people just want into your design they don't want you to be like pointing out there but she had a whole house was made for her son. So her son had taken up like four, five rooms of the house and she had the smallest one and she had her bed and her desk in the same room and very tight. 
and I kept thinking like she's she's clearly like giving her whole life to this you can tell like every house says something about who lives in it right? and and I just wanted to know like where is this coming from or like I really wanted to talk to her and and then I was like well it started before that but then that was really my breaking point was like I need to just go and do this my way with my my energy healing and my my records and all I didn't do records there but what I do now is that I I go to a house so I open the records of the home and there I do uh I go over a list of things um that need to be cleared of um negative energies quote unquote because nothing's really you know negatives just energy but stuck energies or you know almost every home and this freaks some people out for me it's so normal but almost every home has like some kind of spirit attached to it or or you can have like spirits that are that are um like kind of uh walking by i would say or there's uh spirits that are attached to the home there's also energies of you know like your mother-in-law for example like she can be thinking of you and she can be sending energy and that energy could be in your home or if you have fights constantly i would see that energy sometimes even in the walls of the home you know it's just so weird it's always like the readings of homes are are just so fun and i i always say this because i still don't know who i talk to or who i get my you know like um because it feels like i was reading somebody it's different from reading a person but i still feel like there's a personality there's kind of like a voice and it's kind of like a, maybe it's feminine maybe it's masculine and I'm like, I don't know how a house can be, I guess like it's the built up energy inside a space. That's what I've like realized, but it's still so weird to me when I like talk to a home. Doesn't that, that sound crazy? <laughs> it's so funny because it feels like, well, yeah, yeah, of course, that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. you can, you can feel it like going into a place. I think this is true for a lot of people, you know, going into a meeting or whatever it is. And maybe you think it's, it's the people in the meeting, but maybe it's just a place or the space. Yeah. True. And I um, somehow gives me the creeps and I don't <laughs> want to be there in some house or some homes. I just want to be there forever. Yeah, exactly. And then I always tell my clients, cause before I go to a space clearing, I say, Hey, like, I'm probably going to find things about you too. Cause sometimes people really want to blame the house for the problems. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so this is one of my things um, that is kind of controversial. I don't really, I don't really do feng shui because a lot of people search me for that because I feel like it sometimes gives your power away, at least not all of it, you know, there's part of it about energies, but there's uh, people that come to me looking, they're like, I need to fix the feng shui of my home because I'm not making any money. I'm like, wait, like that's not you're not going to fix that by just fixing your home it's kind of like putting an external blame on something and i also feel like it's fear-based because they're so scared like whenever they come with like feng shui they're like i just like you know i i know i need to have red there and probably that's why i don't get a boyfriend and probably that's why and i'm like no like don't give your power away to anything (laughs) and i feel like you know like what we hear about feng shui and how we see it over here I'm, i'm sure I know there's a lot of it that's really true. So I'm, I'm not insulting the practice, but I feel like there's, it's been, I've asked about this in the records and they've told me it's like been passed down so much and it's like 
you know, playing telephone, like people are going to like be hearing something else. And then the next one hears something else and they interpret it the way they want. And even my mom, like I have this like duck that I have in my, that I love. It's a gold duck that I got like a vintage place. And, and she saw it. I'm like, look, I got this for my, for my desk. She's like, Sophia, like you need to, or you're going to end up alone. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, I'm married. I have relationship she said no because you need you need two of them because if you have one in your house it means that i'm like no no mom no oh like God. it doesn't mean that it, like we get to have whatever makes me feel good like i love this duck i see it it makes me happy and it doesn't mean you know it's like so super those superstitions it really like triggers me because i'm like no like don't give your power to things <laughs> so I, anyway when i go into this the space clearings, I will see if people are like, oh, I need to clear my house because there's something really wrong in my life. And I'm like, well, it's not, it's probably not going to be your home's fault. You know, <laughs> there might be some stuck energy in your house. There might be things that are, you know, like spirits or there might be things that are not really being, you know, good for your, for you. But at the same time, it's not all your home's fault. And I'm probably going to see that. So I'm always like, well, who's been fighting here? <laughs> or like who in this home? I remember this one home that I saw like somebody with like, um, you know, things coming out of their, like the cartoons when they're really mad and there's uh, things coming out of their, their ears. What do you call that? It's like really fuming, like mm -hmm. fuming. fuming yeah. yeah. I was like, who's like that? Right. And I, she was like, well, that, oh, that's my husband. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, like what's going on there? So homes, space gearings always have to do with people. And then I go and do that. And then the home always tells me like, well, you know, it's, this is something I've been like getting a lot lately. It's like homes asking to be more silly, <laughs> right? So they're like, they, they want happier things. Like once I was doing one of, um, of um, a backyard and I kept seeing like a, like a smiley face thing that the woman would see when she was walking by and she would be like, uh -huh. like it may, would make her, make her laugh. We take interior design so seriously sometimes that we forget because it has to look good, like as a magazine or, you know, like what you're told it should be. But I, I feel like most homes just want you to be happy and laugh. And, oh, I think they even like Daniela, like when I was doing your reading, they said something about putting more color or, something I don't know what it was but sometimes we need like these little things and I have like everything <laughs> my I'm like my my desk um I know people can't see it but like it's like all colors and things and it just makes me so happy and I always talk about this because I was so worried about doing it this way because I'm a quote-unquote interior designer it has to look super fancy and you know curated but at the same time, I'm like, I love glitter and I love pink and I love, you know, things that make my heart happy. And that's having a space that kind of look like, looks like a teenager's desk, you know? But every time I come here, it's like my own little, it lights up my soul, connects to my soul. So it's my own space where I get to really have fun. Like even my, my, all my little like desk things, they're so fun and full of color and, and that. That's what makes my soul happy. If your soul is very happy with white, you know, good for you. Like that's what your soul is going to ask. And so that's what I do. The house tells me, but then I also lead them through a meditation that kind of makes them envision their, their home, not as the, what 
that they had seen in a magazine that I think, oh, you know, my friend has this thing and I love it. Yeah, that's one thing. But then you, if you go on a meditation, you'll probably see like, oh, it, this always happens. People are like, I'm seeing like this white and gold, um, you know, like a dresser. And, and they're seeing all these things that they never thought that they would like. But when they're seeing it from their soul, they're like, I like that. I like how that looks. So it's kind of like asking your soul what it wants instead of just, you know, getting a catalog of, of oh, this is nice. This is nice. You can choose this couch because it was on this magazine, and which is also nice. I love that. But for me, it's really important that your home has to do with, with you. I love yeah. that. That's super interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever thought about my, like, I've always like, I wanted to make really, to look really pretty and to look mm -hmm. like a magazine. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's really interesting. I mean, it's our home. It's where our soul lives. And mm -hmm. so life sometimes can be so serious and, and in general, you know, human, human, how you say, how we navigate humanity can be sometimes so, so hard. So why not to live and, and bring colors and bring you know happiness to this place that we are always in yeah because if that's where you're going to go home and you know fuel your energy it needs to come from a place that feels like you and not a magazine or yeah it's pretty but it might not be a home true because a home comes from the heart right at least for me yeah totally yeah I always say like you should uh, expand your soul into your space. So like mm. an expand of your soul. That's what your space should be. And you know, magazines are nice too. Like I, I get it. Like living in a beautiful space that you like in a magazine can be the same as rewarding as, you know, just living in a place where you meditated and saw what you wanted, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not saying that's not the case, but I think it's much better when like, you can actually think about it before doing it. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. agree. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. going to start thinking about that. Yeah. I I'm think I think it. about it. Okay. I do. I just did a couple of, of new things in my apartment. I, you saw it right when you got in my hallway, I repainted it because I'm like, mm -mm, there's something new that needs to come in. So just small things. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, cause you know, Mystic Home, here at Mystic Home, we try to bridge the gap between being human and being spirit, uh, and navigating, you know, our intuition, our gifts and all this kind of, you know, outer world or, you know, crazy, mystic, amazing world with being human, with being, you know, incarnated in this experience. So how do you how do you what do you have to say about balancing those words about balancing it's interesting because we talked about this world in our session that we had uh, not too long ago where you know rem reminded me of that balance of being a spirit and being human at the same time so it would be really interesting to hear from you how or if you had challenges or if you have any advice for for people when they're trying to find a balance between the spirituality and the humanity and how have you um or how do you currently or ever before had to you know deal with with those balancing that like balancing the humanity and balancing the spirit yeah and just adding to that because you said before that once you started getting more into your intuitive side you said you know it's now maybe you know your calling 
So do you feel like that takes over being human or can you incorporate it? So it's I on the same notes. Yeah, I constantly struggle with this. Um, I see a lot of my peers struggling a lot more. Though I feel like I've been lucky in a way that I'm always thinking about it, but I can I can kind of disconnect. So I can go out and you know have fun, and I I'm not constantly feeling the emotions of people. For example, even though I am an empath, I don't pick up on. I know people that can be like sleeping through the whole day because they went to a place where there's a lot of people and they pick up all the energy. And even if they have the clearing tools and everything, they're much more sensitive to that. Um, I don't know why I don't have that specific thing, which is really nice because it keeps me going in like real life. But at the same time, sometimes like when, when, so being, I feel like being in this work is kind of like having a, like a psychic in your home all day right so it's like you you kind of get used to having a second opinion about things and i had my my guides um kind of mess with me the other day with this and i that's when i realized because um you know i'm like oh should i should i go there like the other day they they offered me this job and i was like I'm trying really not to take only interior design jobs, take interior design jobs that combine spirituality. Because sometimes, you know, they drain me a bit. Um, it doesn't, it, it never goes right. Like, I know I shouldn't take them, right? Only interior design. But it was like a nice, so I was like thinking. And I, I, you have this ability, you know, you're like, well, I don't have to call any psychic. I can just ask my guides who are basically right there with me. And it's like, hey, like, I can just sit down and tune in and ask and ask and ask about anything, right? So that sometimes gets a little, like you, I feel like sometimes I start living in another world, especially when I go in the records, because it's, it's, it's kind of going to another world, right? It's like kind of like, I feel like it's like traveling. So, and it feels so good. And it's, you know, like all these things. And it's like kind of going on in this beautiful adventure. And sorry, kind of on that when she said when she says it, it feels so good to be in the records and all these things. I mean, it does. Let's talk about like I mean I don't do drugs or anything like that, but it it feels you up as if I I haven't done like heavy drugs, but I would say <laughs> almost like is it because you are in such a peace, your soul is so fulfilled. It is a world in which I sometimes have a hard time coming down to from. Um. So I, I understand what you're saying when you're saying, you know, that world that you have out there, that it's really easy for you. You feel really good. It's like, why would you even come down <laughs> to this one? But that's like the balance that sometimes is a struggle, like you're saying. Yeah. And especially this with what, more of the struggle I've had is, okay, I go and come back and whatever. But I've had this struggle of um, really connecting in a way of like not asking everything, not making sure that everything's right and the other day my guides they show up they showed up and i could just like i don't know i felt like they had bad news or something so i was like ignoring them i was like i'm just going to watch tv but i felt like there was something somebody was like trying to tell me something so anyway i i'm like okay and i start channeling there's like they say something like nothing's gonna work out and i freaked out i was like what you've been having me on this journey for like almost like 
a year, not my, not my business, but this specific uh, goal that I'm working towards that I can't talk about because I'm manifesting it. It's like this whole thing. But, but I was like, haven't you had me? You've been like putting my hopes high. You've been doing this. And now, so I couldn't keep channeling because I was so, so anxious and mad. And I felt like I felt betrayed. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Freaking out. All my friends, like nobody was picking up, like my spiritual friends, because I can't call like, you know, my other friends and be like, hey, my spirit guy's here and he's telling me nothing's going to work out. He's going to be like, Sophia, go to sleep. <laughs> right? So, so I'm like, uh, and I call this friend, like, and that I, it's not the first per- person I would usually call, but she's, she's very nice. Um, we're close, but we're not that close. But it was so weird that I called her. She started talking to me about this, you know, like the, um, magic dark. That's like a moment before you're getting what you're manifesting, which I had felt was like coming, coming, coming. And she started talking about how it really tests you and you have to keep believing no matter what. And I was talking to her about it. And I was like, it's so weird because they're telling me that, but in my heart, and I could feel it like in my heart. I know that this is happening. Like I know this is happening and I don't know why, but they're wrong. And when I told her that, I could see them like kind of high-fiving me. They're like, oh, challenge, like you passed the challenge because they were trying to get me to see that at the end of the day, my voice and what I want to do and my intuition is bigger than their spirit guide, like my spirit guide's um, opinion of it, or like if they say things are gonna go wrong. That does, I don't, I'm not supposed to care, you know? I'm supposed to be like, no, watch me. Like I still have power, right? So that was a really interesting, like spirit guide versus, I mean, spirit world versus real world. I was real, quote unquote. <laughs> Who knows when it's a real world, right? <laughs> But I think that's a really good message to to anyone struggling or anyone maybe you haven't tapped into your own abilities and you go and see a psychic or whatever it might be, and then you you give all of your power away. You talk a lot about you know finding your own power. So coming yeah. back to that. That's what I've been talking about a lot lately, a lot because. I used to do that, right? Like once there was a psychic, she told me she knew that I had had a chocolate bar for lunch and I got on the phone with her. She was like, uh, chocolate is not lunch. And I was like, wow, like she's got. So after she knew that, like nobody had seen me. I had eaten it like in secret in my car, you know, like nobody can see this. Cause, uh, and she told me that and I was like, okay, whatever she says, that's what has to happen right and then the things that she was predicting didn't happen so i was like i don't understand because she had to be right so why wouldn't they happen now i know learning the records that you know we all have free will so things change all the time the future is never written it doesn't matter what anybody says like you can change it but it's so funny to me that i i used to give my power away like that and the other day i realized you know, I have like clients that are, they all are very trusting. I feel like everyone that comes to me trusts what I'm saying. Even when I'm like, oh, you know, I'm seeing this and they're like, oh yeah, but not really. And then I, we, we go into it a little bit more and then it makes sense. Sometimes people 
I found that I have some clients who I would say just anything. Like I would be like, I'm seeing green. They're like, oh, wow. And I'm like, what? I walked through like past the green field today. And I was like, okay, but okay. Like they really, they want to believe so much. And I could totally see myself doing this. That, yeah, that they, that they, they're like putting it out there for it to be right because they need it, you know? And when we're, we're vulnerable, I, again, like when I was feeling bad, I would just grab onto anything I could find. But then I was like, wow, like these people are actually doing what I did with the other lady um, to me, with me. They're giving their power to, to me or really my practice, right? But it's, it feels like it. they're giving it to me. And I was like, hey, you take what I say and do whatever I want. And I also do a lot of sessions to friends, right? And my friends, sometimes I, like, I see them and they're, I'm like, how's it going? And they like, like will avoid talking about what the record said they should do <laughs> and they haven't. It's like, you know, you should, you should break up with your boyfriend. You know, you're in this relationship that you, I get that a lot. It's like that you don't want to be in, but then they see me and they haven't done it, right? So they feel like, and I'm like, please, like, please forget that I'm the record lady. Just talk to me like I'm your normal friend. Like, I don't care if you don't do what they said you should do, just, or like what they said would be better. They would never tell you, you have to do that. But, you know, it's like, they, they probably would say like, you know, like, you're unhappy. If, when you move on, things will start working out, things like that. But I just find it so funny because all my friends are like, yeah, you know, they, they like try not to tell me so much because they know that they're not doing what they should be doing. And I think that's, that's just so funny. That is so interesting. I can totally see that happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Sophia, is there anything that you would like to, for our listeners that are trying to balance the human are trying to balance a mistake are very new to their intuitive powers. Is there anything that you would like to tell to them um, to be able to trust, to be able to go within anything to, to encourage them to, to continue this path of balancing both the spirit and the human and to trust their gifts? Yeah. So I remember when I was first starting this out, I would try to like connect anywhere. So I would be like in the street and I would be like, should I do that? Shouldn't I do that? Tell me, tell me. And it's like when you're first starting out and still, but I realized that it's better like when you, you really have to sit down whenever somebody really intentionally, and this is for anybody, even if you're starting, if you just intentionally sit down and set the intention to connect and close your eyes and really breathe and let your mind be, and it's not blank, but it's like, calm down, let your mind calm down that is when the real messages come through. Because if you're in fear, walking, you're like, should I go on a date with him? Should I not go on a date with him? And you're like in your, what sometimes people call the, the monkey mind. If you're like in your monkey mind, just thinking, thinking, thinking. Intuition has, has to get in there somewhere, some way. So I would really recommend you sitting down. And at first, journaling was really interesting for me because you can see it on paper things that you don't know if you had you had no idea like journaling sometimes I don't know if this happens to you but sometimes I still like I'm like why am I angry and I journal and it's like oh really like I'm angry because of that like it just comes out in a way that you can physically see it and be oh okay like my intuition is telling me this and I'm not 
when it goes just through your mind, it can get caught up in, in between fear and um, thoughts go from one place to the other. But when you write it down, it just makes it more um, clear, I guess, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes they're like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to connect. And it's like, well, have you created the space for it to come through? Have you created the space to clear the mind for the messages to come through, to be open to what you need to receive? So thank you for that. I think that's really valuable. Mm-hmm. For sure. And just one more thing. It takes time. It takes time. People, sometimes people are like, oh, I want to hear how you hear. And I'm like, well, it's been a long journey. It's not like I was born like this, you know, it takes time. It takes a lot of, um, it takes a lot of practice. Indeed. I also, yeah. I think it's definitely the trusting and the hearing more easily and the connecting at some point you don't even have to connect. You're just connected all the time, but that comes with, with practice. Yeah. And, and it will be different for each and every one. Yeah. Just because one way works for you, it might not be the same for someone else. So just finding your own way. Absolutely. Sophia, we thank you so much for your time, for being open uh, and being so, so um, amazingly as you share your journey. And it's so interesting to hear how you've combined, you know, something so human as interior design with, you know, the Akashic Records, with energy reading, with, you know, guiding people back to their you know, I think the innocence and the childhood that we all forget a little bit of that happiness and, and the reason why we're in the human experience. So thank you so much for sharing all that you have. And where can we find you? When can people find you? Okay, so you can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most um, hanging out at the most is Instagram. And that's at Inshallah Design. So that's I-N-S-H-A-L-A Design. And my website's the same, inshallahdesign.com. And if anybody reaches out to me after hearing the podcast, I'll give them a, a good discount <laughs> from coming awesome. through. That's really great. Thank you so much. And they will be in the notes as well so they know the website and the, and the Instagram and all that so they can get to know you. Thank you so, so, so much. It's been thank such a pleasure. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy we did this. Thank Absolutely. you so much. And thanks for being patient with us because it's our first time. Yay. Oh, of course. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Take, take care. Have Thank a great so day. Have a great night. Day. Night. Day. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> night for us, a day for you. But anyway. <laughs> Okay. And thank you guys okay. so much for listening to Miss Data Podcast. Uh, don't forget to add us on Instagram to also check out our new Facebook group uh, and the get togethers that are happening. You have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for turning into Miss Data Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know your thoughts. Leave us a review and share it with your friends who might benefit from this conversation. 